BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cash back. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Good morning, millennials, and welcome back to the Toast and Happy Friday, Friday, gotta get down on Friday. Everybody's looking forward to the weekend, weekend, Friday, Friday, getting down on Friday. You have to round it out with oh, that. Oh, sorry. Oh my God, this has been the longest fucking week ever. Can you believe it's Friday? What are you going to do? I don't know. I'm going to scream. I'm going to cry. I'm going to strip. Like I'm going to strip. So this has been the longest week ever. And like everyone that I've spoken to has said the same. Yeah, I feel that. I know everyone's like, Mercury's in retrograde. Oh God. I went to an event yesterday. It was really fun. It was like a nice um, charity event. And before we started, like everybody went around and said their name and their sign. And I was like, oh my God, fraudulence. Wait, no, like I was on a date last night and the table next to me was this group of girls. And like, I just like overheard them like talking about like their signs the whole time. As a society, like the (laughs) amount we talk about signs is a, a, it's a signal that we are unwell. Yeah. And like the amount of like, like, yeah, like the amount, it's one thing to be like, oh, I'm a Taurus and you're stubborn. The amount of like, we put our like life's decisions into our side. We won't date certain people. Oh, he's a Taurus. I can't. Yeah. Like what? No, that is not for me. Um, me neither. So I was like, I'm a Cancer and a Jew. <laughs> That's what I said. I, like, I like. I don't have any sort of relationship to my sign. Uh, my only relationship is that Taurus. Tauruses are notoriously stubborn, which but I, I feel am. like you know you could like say that about anything. Like they could say like. Tauruses are, you know, bright. And we were like, yeah, Margo's so bright. You know? Mm, we wouldn't say that, though. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's yeah, so yeah. general. Yeah, you can make it work. It's like when you read your horoscope. Remember those fucking apps? And you would, like, no, make it. No, even in the back of magazines. Yeah, you would make it apply to your life. Even they're though like, it had nothing to do with they're it. They're like, I do have a big financial decision coming up this month. Yeah, it's called rent. And you pay it every month. <laughs> yeah, literally. Everyone has one. I just, I can't. Um, so, hey, Counts, thanks for being here. Thanks so much for having me. What are you wearing today? You look, st- is that Chanel? Yeah, it's Chanel by Toast. Margo's um, wearing our new Toast merch that yeah, we launched Mar- yesterday. I know a bunch of you got it, but if you haven't gotten it yet, this is the pink new crew neck. We also have another crew neck in teal that I wore yesterday on the Toast. It has a slightly different design. You look stunning, Margo. Really, truly stunning. Margo's wearing mine. It's a size large, so it's very oversized. I feel like you probably could wear like a medium for a better oversized look. Yeah, but I love an oversized. Me too. You look gorgeous. Thank you so much. I'm so sorry. This is like in my face. That's okay. Fix okay. it. Fix it. Good. It's fixed. So I heard you say you had a date last night. I did. How was it? It was good. Okay, Thanks good. for asking. You're welcome. Um, moving on. Um, <laughs> yeah, duh. <laughs> so it's new. I mean, you don't have an outlet anymore in the snatch or is there anything you want to update the toasters on? So, I mean, I you mean, were here, I last, here week. last week. Um, do I have anything that I want to update the toasters on? I mean... Any good books you've read? Oh, Things We Leave Unfinished. That's my next book club book. I know. Thank God. Um, I'm annoyed that you haven't read it yet because we like can't talk about it. But it was seriously so fucking good. It was basically like, do you even know what it's about? No, I, I want to know nothing. Oh, so then I won't say what it's about? No, but please don't. But you are saying it's like the best book you've ever read. In a really, really long time. Like, I love that feeling. It's, I like have had such a book hangover with it. And it was just like so good. I just like, and I normally hate like alternating timelines, but this was just like was so well done. Like, and there's like twists and turns and I was just sobbing. It was just such, such a good book. And there was like spice too. Did you ever read Love in Other Words? Yeah, I told you to read it. Oh, you did? Yeah. I feel like it's the better version of Every Summer After. Okay, I actually feel like you didn't tell me to no, read no, it. No, you literally, I, okay. Like, I, I want to, I give you credit. You tell me a lot of good books, uh-huh. but I remember just like discovering it. Nope. No. Okay, how did you, you recommended it to like me on FaceTime or? No, like. Yeah, I think I either told you on FaceTime or like you like posted a story of like thinking about reading the book and I was like, oh my God, you have to read it. It's so fucking good. 
Oh, so I did find it. And I don't know. I don't oh, know. Oh, I don't know if that's what happened. Okay, so Margo said I posted it being like, should I read it? And Margo said, yeah. So you... No, you, but by the way, you didn't discover it because like it's a book everyone had been reading. I'm not saying I discovered it, but like I meant discovered it on Goodreads. Like I found it on my own. I didn't create it. I didn't <laughs> write it. Right. But like it, it was a trending book at the time. No, it wasn't. Not at the time. I was very late. Mm. I was very late. Mm. I was very late. Mm. I was late. Not early. <laughs> I was late. In our family, we are so obsessed with getting credit. Getting you, everyone, Margo, everyone. You. Okay, but because nobody fucking gives me credit. Because you like, make shit up. Okay, I invented Casey Musgraves in this house. Okay, I'll give you that. I invented, what else did I invent? It just feels good when like you discover something and then everyone becomes obsessed with it. No, it's my favorite thing. But to the point where it's like, I discovered Megan Maroney. No, you didn't. Oh, you fucking No, you bitch. fucking didn't. You Anyone fucking who had TikTok, like, of course. I discovered Megan No, Maroney. you didn't. I have proof on my Instagram. Like, I posted before she ever released any single song. I posted a video of her singing Hair Salon. She was like, this is a song that I've been working on. I'm like, I waited a year for it to come out. Like, a year before her first song ever came out, I knew about Megan Maroney. So don't even fucking try. Jackie gives me credit for Megan Maroney. Okay, but no offense, Jackie's not on TikTok. Facts. Okay. But I still, I invented Megan Murray. I, I've invented a lot of things and nobody gives me, oh, this is the big one. I came up with Magnolia. No, I knew you were going to say that. No, you didn't. I came up no, with Magnolia's No, you didn't. No, I came up with the name no, Magnolia. you did. I remember no, where we were. I remember, I remember where, where we were. were. I remember where we were. I remember where we were too. Okay. Because first of all, Magnolia was the second dog in the house. Yes. So I was the one who actually. She was a lady of the house. I basically got magnolia like magnolia like by a court of law like belongs to me oh like, oh i was the one communicating with the breeder i set up all the travel and like i took you to the airport <laughs> so i did a lot maybe i don't own okay i don't i paid credit. for her you paid for her so i did a lot of the work and i remember we were thinking of names before she came and i literally said magnolia let me finish bitch and then you were like were obsessed and then you were like oh and that Brett oh Elgert my god song. oh my god you I, literally are a liar I'm like not a liar. actually I'm not made a liar. it up I was and obsessed you know, with the song Magnolia by Brett Eldridge before yeah I decided to get but a you dog. didn't even put the two together yes I did yes I did. You yes, know what? I, I did. don't need your kind of approval. I know no, I came up with Magnolia. No, you didn't. No, wow, you this didn't. Family's fucking disgusting. Oh my god. I know I came we up with it. We just don't treat liars well. I'm not a liar. You're a liar. Uh, actually, you're a liar. No, you're a liar. You're a liar. <laughs> you're. A liar. I was sitting on the blue couch when I said it. Remember? I remember all of it, but you didn't say it. So she remembers. No, and Claudia has this thing, and Ben oh, will back I me remember. up here, where she literally creates memories. Like, will pretend, like, make up a memory in her head and say it as fact, and just expect everyone to believe it to be no, true that's not what happens and it's literally like no you happens. make shit up no i'll say and i'll always With ask conviction ask olivia or jackie because they have really good memories i'm like am i making this up or did we blank and olivia will be like you're making this up or no that actually right happened. because you make things up yeah but i know when i'm making them up and i know this is not a made-up <laughs> story bitch <laughs> it is so megan maroney casey musgraves and magnolia what have, what do you take credit for what are like Ooh. things that you like to your core? Oh, that's a hard one. I feel like there's a lot like music wise. I agree. Like I feel like. Um, oh, also one more thing. I didn't invent, but like I was the OG in this house of Taylor Swift. Oh, yeah, that's fair. I thought you were going to say Luke Combs. No, we all came to it at the I same time. I feel like time. we all came to that at the um, same time. Actually. Oh my God, I'm going to get out. No, get wait, Margo. And I have video proof. <laughs> no, no, honestly, there's just no way. Margo, I have proof. No, you didn't. Yes. The first year me and Jackie did CMA red carpet, I believe it was 2018. Um, when it rains, it pours, like just came out and we were on the carpet and, and I was saying to Jackie, I'm like, we need to find that redheaded guy. He's so cute. And he has that song. I think I, I don't okay, think I invented it was him. When, when it rains, it pours came out. Like he was already huge. So you didn't no, he wasn't him. like the song had just came out. And then like, I was like, I was a fan of his, of his with his like fucking like outlaw and like Sheriff. Margo, you, you know about those songs only after no, he got famous. No, yes. no. And also him on Vine. No, I just want to say, like, maybe I didn't invent Luke Combs, but I was definitely the first in the family. No. Oh, hard. No. I was. No, because it was definitely me. Also, because I'm, I've always been obsessed with music, so I've always discovered everyone first. No. But you just like to t run your mouth you know and what? talk about it. Spotify should do. What? They should show you, like, when you first listened to a song. Yeah. Like, when you first discovered they it. They also should show you how many times you've listened to a song. Like, when yeah. it's not just Spotify wrapped. Like, yeah. if I just want to go see how many times I've listened to Long Live. No, if I, I want to, like, go that. back date and be like, when was the first time I heard Out of the Woods? You know? Like, yeah. I think that would be a cool feature. Free idea, Spotify. Like, 
You first heard this song on September 17th, not, not my wedding anniversary, 2017. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Okay, so Casey Musgraves, Megan Rowney, Magnolia, I would Luke like Holmes. this conversation to end. Okay, well, I guess we could dive into the stories because that is what you're here to do today. And I'm feeling like, you know, you're just not in like a credit giving mood. I'm not <laughs> because I only give credit where credit is due. And credit is due. So that's good to know because mm-hmm. I do my credit on all four of those things. No. Um, so we've got a great show. We've got stories. Taylor, of course. Some book news. The book adaptation of It Ends With Us that mm. I cannot wait to talk about. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think. You think? You think? I think. I think. I think so too. For the Fast Five Stories that you need to know. And the Fast Five Stories that you need to know are brought to you by State Farm. The State Farm Personal Price Plan helps you create a plan that gives you options so you get an affordable price. And it comes with a lot of benefits, like the coverage you want, a policy that helps cover what's important to you, and an affordable price just for you. Because after all, life is just better when you can personalize your experiences. You know, like for me, being so young and personalizing playlists with, you know, unknown artists like Casey Musgraves, Megan Maroney, Luke Combs, Brett Eldridge, etc. Um, but no, Jackie and I are always saying so many things in life are so personal. And Jackie and I are like literally carbon copies of one another. We have the same life. But even our personal price plan from State Farms are so different. Like Jackie's a homeowner. She has she two is. cars. I um, owe nothing. I owe nothing to my name and, and I'm a renter. So we have different <laughs> different needs, you know? And so personalization means that you have the power to choose what you want to include and what you want to leave out. It just feels better that way. And why shouldn't insurance work like that too? That's what State Farm Personal Price Plan is all about. You can choose to include options like bundling your home and auto policies. That means you'll get the coverage you want at an affordable price just for you. In the end, you'll have a policy that gives you exactly what you want doesn't that make you feel better? It does. Like paying for like a big bundle of things that you don't even have just because like that's what's offered is moronic. And State Farm could never be moronic because like a good neighbor. State Farm is Okay, wait. Let's, <laughs> let me do one and then you do one. You guys tell me. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That was oh, great. That was horrible. Okay, you do one. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Okay, you stunk it up too. Well, like a good neighbor, State Farm is I there. I think we should have done it together. Call or go to statefarm.com today to create your State Farm personal price plan. Prices vary by state. Options selected by customer. Availability and eligibility may vary. Today's episode is also brought to you by Perfect Bar. Oh, I have a personal anecdote I want to share. If you're looking for a protein bar that actually tastes good, well, look no further than Perfect Bar. With their lineup of fresh-from-the-fridge protein bars, Protein Perfect Bar is exactly what you've been looking for. No chalky artificial aftertaste here. I just got a huge shipment of Perfect Bars to my home, and Ben walked in eating one, didn't even ask, like, hey, Claudia, is this your special snack? Do you mind if I have one? He was just eating one, and he was literally, he didn't even know what it was, and he was talking about how he feels like he doesn't get enough protein because he can't really eat meat that's not kosher or whatever. And he, he's eating this bar, and he's like, I really need to start eating more protein like do you know any good protein bars I'm like you're literally eating one Ben and he didn't even know because it was so delicious same so it's made with freshly ground nut butter organic honey and 20 organic superfoods perfect bar has a variety of products like protein bars little snack size bars that are also good and good for you you'll be sure to find something you love Ben's favorite which was my favorite too was the dark chocolate was the chocolate chip cookie dough that I had a big delivery of yesterday and that's what he was eating so delicious they have a rock they have a cookie dough texture that's creamy and full of flavor they're not raw excuse me they're unlike any other protein bar out there and now they come in a snack size which is packed with up to six grams of protein and 150 calories they're made with only whole food ingredients and they contain no artificial preservatives so they are stored in the fridge grab one after a workout for a quick bite while you're out just being busy and you can feel good about what you're snacking on perfect bar knows that it'll be love at first bite so for a limited time they're offering you a chance to try their refrigerated protein bars for free here's how it works sign up for email or texts and upload a picture of your receipt from your local grocery store and they'll reimburse you for the cost of one bar it'll go directly into your venmo or paypal account all you have to do is go to perfectsnacks.com slash toast to get a free perfect bar today. That's perfectsnacks.com slash toast to get a free perfect bar today. All right. Our first story has the book community, but also the film community rattled. Okay. We've gotten a bunch of news about the It Ends With Us casting. For those who don't know, It Ends With Us is a book that was written by Colleen Hoover, went super viral over the last few years. Every celebrity, Kylie and Kendall, were both reading yep. it. And now they're making it into a movie. And so far, we have gotten Blake Lively. I, will say, I take credit for Colleen Hoover in this family. 100% Thank because you. I give credit where credit is due. And I wouldn't have known about Colleen Hoover if it wasn't for you because you started reading before me because I give credit where credit is uh, due. I also take credit for reading in this family before Jackie. I give you credit for credit is due because you were on tour with me in 2018 and bitch, you wouldn't even talk to me because you were reading so goddamn much. And I'm like, this fucking nerd better stop reading. <gasps> yes, you did invent reading. Thank you. Because I give credit where credit is due. No, I gave you credit for Casey. I gave you credit. You fought me on Megan. I did fight you on Megan. You fought me on Luke. I absolutely will fight you on Magnolia. And you fought Luke. me on Magnolia. But I feel like you brought other things. Brought good hair. <laughs> You're a bitch. Okay, so, so far, the, uh, the, 
cast list that we've gotten has been like very Tart. meh. We've gotten um, Blake, Blake Lively. Lively as Lily, which I wasn't crazy about. Me neither. We also got Justin Baldoni no. as Ryle, which I was not crazy about either. Because he's producing it, like we're directing it. I also don't have like a connect. People love Justin Baldoni because he was in Jane the Virgin, Raphael. And I never like, I don't, I don't feel connected to him. I, I don't like, I don't dream about him. He's not like a dreamy man for me. No. Um. So I have like, he's means nothing to me. Mm -hmm. Love Blake Lively. And I support women of all ages. She's far too old for this role. Well, also, I just like my favorite thing ever. And like what I feel like we've done as a society is like with like shows like Summer I Turn Pretty, Outer Banks. Like we find these people and then we become obsessed with them. Like even Riverdale. Riverdale. We discover and, new talent. Yeah. And so that's what I thought that this was going to be the perfect opportunity. Like I thought Sophia LaCourt was going to get discovered and become a movie star because yeah. she would be Lily. There were so many good ideas put out for like burgeoning actresses who haven't had like a major break yet who are kind of known mm -hmm. and it would have been an amazing opportunity so I was let down for that and then I also just don't see her as Lily at all so we actually have some positive casting yeah. news because the 1923 breakout star who I was literally talking about with you last week on the toast you were we, we were, were talking, talking about, about 1923. 1923. We were? I haven't and watched it yet. I know, and I said, like, you have to watch it because right. this guy... Oh, yeah, maybe. ...is so hot. His name is Brandon Sklenner, or Sklenar, excuse me, and he is going to play Atlas Corrigan in um, the adaptation of It Ends With Us, which is already starring Blake Lively. So he has been known for his role in Yellowstone prequel series 1923. He's landed another major role. He's joining Blake Lively and Justin Baldoni to star as Atlas Corrigan in the film adaptation of Colleen Hoover's best-selling novel, It Ends With Us. I am overjoyed you know what he looks like yes yes and this is a bad picture so cute in 1923 Margo, was he michelle randolph's um love interest in the show no oh um that guy was annoying oh he is he is i mean it's a he's the oldest brother so i assume it's like gonna, he's the next line of succession he's after the next dutton um he's the next dutton but it ends on a cliffhanger so like we don't really know mm. but he is so hot in the film and he's in south africa for most of the the show yeah so he's just like being like a safari man with like his knife and like his bow and arrow and like he's so hot and he's a very good actor yeah and he's very classically handsome and i honestly it never would have crossed my mind to put him in this but i could not have thought of someone better honestly yeah which is just so crazy because so far every other casting has been like really bad in my opinion horrible so who is left to cast now it's the young so now they're casting young Lily. Yes. Oh, and young Atlas. Yeah. And maybe young Ryle or no, no. there is no young Oh Ryle. yeah, it's just young Lily and young Atlas. And for young Lily and I believe they're doing like what we want them to be the doing. The summer I turn pretty vibes. Yeah, because I've seen a bunch of people like Sophia LaCour posted a TikTok like she auditioned. Oh, she did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought it was just like a pipe dream. No, no. She auditioned. I don't know what ended up happening, but she auditioned. And then this other girl oh, came God, up. If you guys don't know, Sophia LaCourt is a TikToker. She has red hair. She's, she's beautiful. Gorgeous. She's perfect. She's a nice girl. And I would love that for her. I know. Oh, my God. And then other people have been coming up like, got my call back. Like, <gasps> get ready with me. I think they're encouraging that. Oh, good. Yeah. And what they're doing, which I find interesting, is like all the people that they are having like audition are people who sound like Blake Lively mm. like you know how Sophia like can sound like Blake yeah. so this other girl that I saw like sounds exactly like her so it's like they're looking for people who literally look like a young Blake Lively are you only seeing that for Lily or are you seeing that for I'm only seeing it for Lily there was a lot of um like a movement for the guy who plays Conrad in the summer I turn pretty to be the young Atlas oh which he actually does look like Brendan Sklenar yeah so it's kind of a good call that would be good I love him who Conrad Conrad me too not the other one jeremiah. not jeremiah i hated jeremiah in the books and i hate him more in the tv show no so annoying but we did just get a poster and a it's coming this summer not a release date but a i'm just so excited for the soundtrack no i ha can't even though second season like if you know the books is like stinkeroo stinkeroo i have been chasing the happiness that i felt last summer when i i literally remember i was in montreal for a wedding and i watched the whole thing on the hotel tv mm -hmm. while ben was in the other room like i have not been as happy as I was in that moment Same. watching that TV show. I felt like a little kid. I felt far too old to be watching it. Yeah. The music was literally tailored to me, Kim Petras, Taylor Swift. Yeah. Um, I've been chasing that high ever since that day. Well, hopefully we get it back this summer. I know. Even if it's not like, because we know what happens in the book, we won't spoil it. Even though it's not like the best like storyline. Story I, I love Cousins Beach. Like I love, oh, I want to go to there. I just love, they really, it was a perfect adaptation. I don't think, a lot of people were all bent out of shape. Like, there was no debutante ball in the book. Like, who cares? It's just a means to an end. Yeah. Like, they have to change some stuff. 
And the, the small things that they change, like I don't think in the book Jeremiah was bisexual. I don't think it really. Oh, yeah, I, I don't think it that. affects the storyline. Like no. I actually felt like they did a perfect job. Yeah, I agree. But Jenny Han does that, like to all the boys to I loved before. Yeah, but that fell off beyond Big time. But that first movie was it altered like the the or world atmosphere. It altered like my brain chemistry. Bless <laughs> you. She sneezed on it. It's true. I was just trying to see if there was another one coming. That's okay. Um. And then, you know, there was the kissing booth too, which... Oh, was but that that's Jenny? Not, no, no, I'm just no. saying. I always consider those movies to be like in the same... Why do we always have to ruin things by giving it a sequel? If it's a movie. No, here's the thing, Margo. I'm so glad you brought that up. And I've said this on the toast a hundred times. And I know you don't listen. So I'm sorry if anyone's hearing this for the second time. This is what happened. We all saw the kissing booth and we were obsessed. 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 Then we saw To All the Boys I Loved Before. And we were like, oh, this is a movie. Yeah. <laughs> and then we went back and watched The Kissing Booth and we were like oh, this is a low-budget community theater. I cannot believe how much I loved The Kissing Booth the first time, and then I watched All the Boys I Loved Before, and it took it to another level that I went back and watched The Kissing Booth. I'm like, how did I ever like this? I never even watched the second one. I did watch the second one. It was Joey King um, playing with her ex-boyfriend who hated her so much, and she hated him equally. There was, like, the chemistry was off the charts horrendous because these two people wanted to slit each other's throats. Oh my God. Like it was very contentious. Yeah. It was just, that was a whole, but I did love that time when Netflix was like churning out young, like YA. Yeah. Like the one where Noah Centennial is like blindfolded. Oh yeah. Like with Barb. Perfect date or something. That was a terrible movie where she like literally tricked this guy. I'm so glad like as a society, we've moved on from Noah Centennial. (laughs) I totally (laughs) agree. Like, I'm happy for him and whatever he's doing, but I'm just so glad like I'm not being forced to watch him anymore. It was a flash in the pan and he was literally everywhere and in everywhere. And we couldn't escape him. And in, in the and f- by the way, I like thought he was like amazing at the time. Margo, after the first to all the boys I loved before, I was literally so creepily obsessed. Like, yeah. I got the hype, but they ruined it like yeah. too much. Too much. That's what they do. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I'm obsessed with this casting. Like I feel like this casting was done just for me. I'm so happy for you that at least we got something. Are you happy? I'm not feeling any like excitement. Well, because I didn't watch, but yeah. I'm like, he's hot and I'm just glad like that it's not like someone basic, you know? We, like you're going to trust me. I trust you for sure. But I do feel like he's younger than Blake Lively. And Justin Baldoni. Well, Ryle's supposed to be older than Lily, so that's fine. But Blake and Alice are supposed to be the same age, right? Brendan Sklenar is 30. Oh, and Blake Lively is not 30. Not 30. Blake Lively is... We'll go 38. 35. Okay, not terrible. Oh, that's not bad. All right, now while we're at it, Justin Baldoni is... Huston Baldini 8th is what I wrote. <laughs> they didn't pick it up? 39. Okay. Um, so, yeah. It's a little confusing. Yeah, I don't it's a little all over the place. But I'm so here for it. Thank you, Colleen. Thank you, everyone. It's who just made like this better possible. we get. Is this her first Movie? adaptation? Yeah, I do believe other books of hers have Me been too, purchased, but since. not so many books get bought just so that other people don't make. You know them. what I have to say? Yeah, the only person that should be allowed to make a book into a movie is Hello Sunshine Productions. Yeah, and I think I think about this all the time because it's so glaringly obvious. But I think that what she did was genuinely the smartest fucking thing ever. It was like she started a book club because she loves books. Me and Jackie talk about this all the time. Started a production company and then just like buys the movie rights to all of these books and then just makes amazing films with amazing, like she does an amazing job and she probably makes so much Margo, money. Her company was just invested in by BlackRock. It's over a billion dollars. Yeah. I mean, that's not surprising. Like I just think like it, it's a no brainer. No, the whole arc of it makes so much sense, which is why it's so successful. She loved to read and she would think like, mm, this should be a movie. And then she's like, wait, I work in movies. Let me start a production company. And she's just a talented like producer and actress. So she knows how to make it good. Yeah. Well, she's done um, Crawdads, which was great. Great. She did Little Fires Everywhere, which wasn't amazing. I never finished it. Big Little Lies. Was that her? She was in it. She's in it. I don't know if she did it, but there was one that I just watched. Oh, this is going to kill me. Um, oh, Daisy Jones. Oh, yeah. By the way, I want to talk about that because last time I spoke to you about Daisy Jones, um, I told you that I like wasn't feeling it. By the way, and also I wanted to update everyone. Jackie started it yesterday. Oh. And she's hating it. Oh, yeah. And she said exactly what I said about Daisy. Like she is not the right actress. So now that I finished it, I'm like obsessed with like everyone in the cast. How do we get here? How do we get out? I used to give us something to see. Um, but I didn't read the book. 
Oh. Because when it was like trending, like everyone said like that I asked was like, you would hate it. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm not going to read it. So yeah, I don't, I can't say like based off of what I would read if it was good. But like, I just thought like, I mean, the cast, I'm obsessed with them. Like Camilla Marone, like Suki Waterhouse, the two of them. The two I'm, of them. I would like, take a bullet for. Yeah. I love them. Like, I just like love like all of it. I thought it was just like so well done. The mu- Also, the music was so good, which is Some crazy. Of it. No, like most of it. There wasn't a song where I was like, this is bad. Like the river. Tennessee down to the <laughs> river. Um, yeah, because you know they Aurora, had like they had really good people. Marcus Mumford is a part I of know. music. Marin Morris, they had good people. I know, but like it's just so rare that like music that you never hear and you like love it. Yeah. So totally random side note, but I think this is a good footnote for this story. I forgot to make it a story, but I'll just add it. Are you seeing all this Jessica Chastain drama? She won't sign the book. Okay, so Jessica Chastain is currently. Um, in a play on Broadway that's like really critically acclaimed. Apparently she's amazing in it. And every night when you're on a Broadway show, you go out the back door and there's people waiting for you with like, you know, posters to sign. And I guess last night um, or two nights ago, somebody brought her a copy of Seven Husbands. The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo and asked her to sign it. And she said no. And there's been a lot of hoopla. The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo is a book that has been purchased for adaptation. And there's a huge movement for Jessica Chastain to play Celia St. James. She's this redheaded actress, very old Hollywood. And really, Jessica Chastain is perfect for it. On Watch Trappin's Live, she was asked about it. Andy right. asked. And she was like, I've heard about it. Send me a script. Like, I'm yeah. down. Um, so this video of her saying no to signing the book went viral. And people are like, she read the script and she hated it. She doesn't want to do the book. Like, jumping to conclusions. Yeah. That she put out a statement and she was like... She put out I, a statement? On her Instagram. Oh, I didn't see that. She was like, I get asked to sign books all the time. And I say no because it feels weird to sign something I did not write. It feels like I'm taking credit for uh, her book. By the way, 100%. She said, it doesn't mean I saw a script and didn't like it. It just means I'm not signing something I didn't create. Or that I'm not a part of yet. Yeah, I didn't think there was anything. I didn't think her not signing it. I thought it was very respectful to the author. Yeah. And I didn't think it was like a sign that like she hated the script. Yeah. No, but she has to. Be Celia St. James. And Asa Gonzalez. Has to be um, Evelyn Hugo. Or Anna Darmus would be good too. She would. Yeah. I'd be happy with either of those. But Anna Darmus gets every role. Yeah, that's so Like, it's true. not fair. Like, leave something for Asa Gonzalez, you that's know? That's so true. All right, ready? For our next story, a little right. T-Swift news. This uh, is crazy. Have God. you heard about this? Taylor Swift sidestepped the FTX lawsuit just by asking a simple question. Okay. I Yeah, please explain. Okay. You know what FTX is? It's a ticket thing? No. Mm. So FTX, um, in, like, Thanksgiving time of last year, it, like, blew up. So it was this app for crypto, kind of like Coinbase, oh. you know how you use Robinhood for stocks. Sure. And FTX was this major app that like millions and millions of people were using to make money, sell crypto coins, all that stuff. And it turns out the whole thing was fraudulent. They stole money from people, people who put money in the app, like never got it back. They worked with Shaq. They worked with Tom Brady. They worked with huge celebrities to promote this, getting people on the app. And I guess they had made an offer to Taylor Swift. So when it comes to making business decisions, Taylor Swift does her due diligence all too well. Very, very funny CNBC. So in 2021, the pop superstar was approached by the now bankrupt crypto exchange FTX, offering her a $100 million sponsorship deal that would have involved selling her tickets as NFTs to her fans. However, it never materialized. Before inking the deal, Swift just asked the FTX representatives a simple question. Adam Moskowitz, who's one of the attorneys leading the class action lawsuit on behalf of people towards FTX, they're suing the celebrity endorsers because it's oh, like they you are? promoted this fraudulence and I lost money. So he went on a podcast called The Scoop and said, in our discovery, Taylor Swift actually asked them, can you tell me that these are not unregistered securities? And they were unregistered securities, thus making the whole thing fraudulent. So she never took the deal. Even if it weren't for that, I don't think she ever would have done the deal because Selling she's not going to ask her fans to buy NFTs. Like, especially for this tour, like it was so important and everything had to go right. Like Ticketmaster didn't even go right. I don't think she would have done it anyway, but the Moskowitz lawsuit is seeking $5 billion in damages, according to their website. They claim that FTX's high-profile promoters didn't properly research FTX before participating in the offer and sale of unregistered securities in the form of yield-bearing accounts. Swift is one of the only few celebrities to question the exchange. Swift is not named in the lawsuit, um, and of course, she did not return a request for comment. So this is so crazy because, like, classic Taylor Swift having her ducks in a row. I know, but, like... Isn't she tired? Like sometimes, like, do you know what I mean? Like having, like doing your due diligence with like everything. She like, has people. I don't think she was like, let's find out if it's unregistered. She had like the professional business people. But wouldn't everybody? 
Like, you wouldn't would think Tom, Tom Brady? Brady would know better? But this reminds me a lot of Fire Festival. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, Bella Hadid promoting something that put people like in danger. So true. Do we blame the influencer or do we blame the brand? And it's similar to this. Do we blame FTX or do we blame Shaq? I don't know. I don't know. I think it's like obvi- you obviously blame the brand. Yeah. But I do think that there's obviously a responsibility on someone this major. The endorser. But I don't think like Taylor was really ever, even if they were like not unregistered. I, don't I feel think like they didn't even get to the point of like act- her actually considering it. Like I'm sure it was like they got this deal. Her team did the due diligence first and then would bring it to her. Right. But they didn't. They were they like, didn't they knew that it far. was not viable, and never yeah. even brought it to her. But she comes out looking like a also like a hundred million dollars is not enough for Taylor. Yeah, no, for her tour, like she's probably gonna. This tour is gonna gross over a billion dollars. Yeah, she's already played to a million people. Isn't that crazy? She has like eight hundred thousand. Speaking of, did you see that the video of Amanda Sands' kids? I did. Amanda Sands from The Bachelorette went to the era's tour somewhere and had the best tickets ever. And her daughters are so cute and sweet. And they were all dressed up as like princesses. They knew every word. And Taylor like saw them the whole show and kept singing to them. Yeah. It was so cute. It's, there's a video on her Instagram. Now that's why you have kids. Yeah. Totally. My so God. Taylor Swift. Can Maybe I'll steal them. Michaela. Oh my God. Just for the show. Taylor would bring her up on stage. Taylor, bring, she would be so like blown away by her beauty. Yeah. That's totally. what we should kidnap Kayla I don't eras. think it'd be a kidnapping. I think Olivia would let, and I think Kayla would want to come. I don't think Olivia would let. Like, concerts are like crazy. And Michaela's like really young. <laughs> yeah, it's just so true. Like, I don't think you could bring a two-year-old to a concert. I don't know. People have done crazier shit. Yeah, I see all the girl girlies like out here pumping at eras. Like, they are queens. Like, literally going to the bathroom and not even going to the bathroom. No, the amount of TikToks I've seen have been like, I got appendicitis surgery this morning and yeah. now I'm here. Yeah, like, no, everyone is doing the most. Yeah. Speaking of Taylor Swift, like, it's actually hard for me to talk about this story. Because Margo and I have like something that we need to share. <sighs> So last night, what time was it at seven? Well, you were on your way to, what time was your date? My date was 8.45, so it was 8.30. So at 8.30, Margo texts me and she says, Claudia? I said, yes, Margo. I was in my bed, you know, me time. She says, Taylor's at blank. A restaurant we go to like multiple Literally, times a week. Yeah. Literally every week. She said, I know a few people there. Everyone has texted me. Taylor's, Guys, Nicole was there. Nicole was there. Texting Margo. Taylor was there having dinner with Gigi, Cara, Delavine, and Blake Lively. And Blake Lively. In the restaurant, not even in the private room, like in the restaurant. Everyone, like the way she walked in and everybody in New York knew about it within five minutes. Like, no, that's what was the craziest thing is because this happened right before my date. And then I'm on the date and like, obviously I, you have to put your phone down. Uh-huh. And like the whole time I'm just like in pain. <laughs> and when I picked up my phone, like I genuinely had so many text messages about it. And I'm like, it's really so crazy. Also, because notice that there, I haven't seen a paparazzi photo. I know I was going to make it a story today. Like. Gigi Blake and everyone goes out with Taylor and they just had the story two nights ago she was at Casa Cipriani right. with Ryan Reynolds and, and Blake, Blake Lively and so funny somebody had texted me who was at Chip- Casa Cipriani and said Taylor Swift is here with Ryan Gosling I'm like what yeah that's Ryan real. Gosling and then the next day I saw the story I'm like oh my friend was just mistaken yeah. she's obviously not obsessed like I am yeah. with everything that goes on in Hollywood um so Margo and I like knew that she was at our favorite restaurant like knew we could just walk in there but like Margo was on a date and I was like home looking like a rat by the time I like brushed my hair and like put makeup on she would have been gone yeah. And got downtown. And also, everyone was telling me, like, just to bring my date, like, to the restaurant. I don't think you understand. Like, I couldn't have this man seeing me like that. Margo, I just want to say, like, you probably could have. Like, no, 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 no. I would have been so embarrassing. Also, like, I would just... Uh, it's I for the best so that anxiety. he knows that you're, like, deeply unwell when it comes to Taylor. I mean, I obviously brought it up, so, like, he was aware. Oh, good. Just so you could talk about yeah, it. Yeah, I had to. I had to get it out. Um, what did he say? Does he like Taylor? Yeah. he. I mean, he's, like... No, I feel like some people are like, oh, she's so no, 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 no. She he's, just writes songs about her boyfriend. No, no, no. He's not one of those. Because <laughs> um, that's, like, immediate red flag, deal oh, breaker, immediate, goodbye. like, goodbye, deal breaker. Yeah. Um, Because he obviously doesn't support women in the arts. Yeah, that was sure. But I. um, So you didn't go. We didn't go. And I don't know. I also like, what are you going to do? You can't go up to her. So I'm just going to sit and stare. No, I feel like. I feel like I would have like I would have not been okay. I would have just. I weirdly like like, don't want to meet her ever because I can't handle it. I don't know. Like one time she sent me merch. What if like I walked in there and like we made eye contact? She'd be like, oh, girl with no job. Uh-huh. No, that's like crazy. I know I'm totally kidding, but she did send me merch once, even though it's probably like Trey or you know some assistant, some lowly PR girl who was just like happy for the task. But <laughs> but maybe a yeah, girl can dream. Um, maybe she listens to the toast. Imagine, I feel like I would listen to a podcast where they talk about me every day in the most complimentary, beautiful it's just ways. Like, it's like I don't want to be her fan. I want to be her friend, Margot. That's like so real. That's <laughs> so real. 
But like, you know what's cool about Taylor? It's like all of her friends are her fans. Like, did you see on opening night when like Haim and Emma Stone, they all went and they were like in merch, like geeking out. Yeah. Like, I feel like she kind of likes that. So maybe like we have a chance. I know. I really think she'd like love us. No, here's the thing about Taylor that I know she would like about us. Like one, we respect her. And we so always much. have. Yeah. We don't have a history of. No, we're not a flip flopper. We're not flip floppers. Two, she's so family oriented. Mm-hmm. I mean, hello, who's more family oriented than us? No one. And I feel like when it comes to her friendships, she looks for like very few things. Loyalty, trust, fun. That's us. LTF. LTF. How loyal are we? Beyond. You can To a fault. The thing is, like, you can really trust me. Like, the way I know so much about so many things, like, is crazy. And I don't say them on the toast. Like, I was actually thinking the other day, like, I was having this crazy conversation with, like, an A-list celebrity in my Instagram. And I did not say anything on the toast because like if I want to keep having those conversations, I can't be out here like blowing shit up. A thousand percent. Even though it kills me because if you guys knew, like you would die. Yeah. Fun? I mean. No one's more fun. Taylor, come with us to Stagecoach. You'll never want to go anywhere without us. Ever. This is just our pitch, like our Shark Tank elevator pitch. Taylor, I know you're not in the market because you have like amazing friends. A million who are friends like, and you're so busy. And they're like richer and like more beautiful than us. But what we lack in looks and money, we make up for in charisma and talent. And personality. Oh my God. She would be cackling with cackling. us. Cackling. Cackle. Joke, 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 joke. And like we can make jokes about like people she hates. You know, like oh she my would God. love it. Yeah. Just an idea. I'm just throwing it out there, Taylor. Feel free to to think about it. Yeah. Yeah. And Taylor, while you think about it, I'll let everyone know that today's episode is brought to you by Single Drunk Female. From the executive producer of Girls, we've got a brand new show on Freeform and Hulu called Single Drunk Female. The Guardian actually called Single Drunk Female a next level flea bag. So... We've talked a lot about this show. Again, it's from the executive producer of Girls. It's about Samantha Fink, and she is on her journey of sobriety. And I saw Hannah Burner on a podcast say, like, sobriety is in right now. It is. And Samantha Fink knows that. Getting sober was not the end of her journey. In season one, which we all watched last year, um, it was a journey to get there. And now that she's sober, she's starting from rock bottom. We'll see the real challenges and all the hard work in being an adult, finding personal success, and learning to celebrate yourself while sober. So while Samantha Fink may have started, Samantha Fink may have started at rock bottom, she's here now, somewhere in the middle. She's 549 days sober, not that she's counting, and things are looking up. So if you're interested in like a fun, good show, which like there's nothing out nothing. there these days that's just like actually funny and light and like has heart check out single drunk female um the season one reviews were amazing i loved it again it's just nice to have something light to watch that's like cute and funny and everybody's like good looking i just really like that um it's really funny they have really good i feel like an authentic portrait portrayal 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 of sobriety um so freeform single drunk female all the episodes are now streaming on hulu enjoy it it's really good and i feel like it's very toasty today's episode is also brought to you by droplet if you've been listening to our show over the last few weeks then you've heard us talk about our new skincare devices that we've been using called the droplet droplet takes powerful skincare ingredients and turns them into fast moving um, micro mists that painlessly deliver them into your skin and this is important because your skin works as a barrier making it incredibly difficult for for your skincare ingredients to really seep into your skin instead of just sitting on the surface. So it means like the collagen, which is notoriously too large for absorption, but it's critical for maintaining firm, hydrated, youthful skin, can now actually penetrate into your skin and keep it healthy. So I've been using the collagen in the droplet for the last few weeks. I definitely feel a big difference in how my skin is absorbing. I feel like I used to do like big skincare routines with like a thousand things and then lay in bed and it would just like wipe off on my pillow. But the droplet, like it absorbs right up. (laughs) <laughs> what movie i don't remember she's the man with the tan it oh. absorbs right up oh yeah so yeah. the droplet collagen formula includes other powerhouse ingredients like peptides air air drilline, and it offers the lifting effect of injectables without needles pain or downtime so the product is really amazing for a limited time our listeners can get 200 dollars off their droplet device that at, is a crazy yeah, deal at droplet.io when you use code toast. So that's D-R-O-P-L-E-T-T-E dot I-O. That code is toast to get 20, excuse me, not 20, $200 off your droplet device. Droplet.io, that code is toast. All right, our next story. Twitter has removed blue check marks from yes. legacy verified accounts, including Beyonce, Lady Gaga, Kim Kardashian, The Toast, Jennifer Lopez, <laughs> and more. So Elon Musk's purge of blue check marks from Twitter accounts verified under the company's previous regime has begun. Now a blue checkmark badge on Twitter primarily signifies that it's the account of a person 
no, it's an account belonging to someone who is paying Twitter for the perk. This article is so shady. I just rephrased it because they were like being shady, but it's like now this is from Variety. Now a blue check mark on Twitter primarily signifies that's it that it's an account belonging to someone who is paying Musk, one of the world's wealthiest individuals, for the perk. Oh. Just to be clear, like when you spend the five dollars a month on, it's not going into Elon Musk's, Musk's bank account. No, he's trying to make Twitter a profitable business because they literally have been like losing. They're the biggest tech company in the world and like has been losing money. That was just like shady. Like whatever you feel about Elon, like that's just not. Now we lost our verified check mark, and they were like, "Do you want to pay for Twitter blue?" And I was like, uh, fuck no, that's literally so embarrassing. I think having a check mark now used to, on Twitter used to be a sign of, you know, priority and, and Repu- privilege. Yeah. And now it's humiliating if you have one because well, you're paying for it. Can I argue the same thing on Instagram? You don't pay for it. That you do now. You do. Not you. Like, if you're verified before all of this, like, that's whatever. But you can now buy. Uh, where have you been oh my god I didn't know that I'm am I an influencer you can buy verification now and it's like you pay per month and but do you have the same verification as everyone else what do you mean like it should look a little different like bitch I paid for this it's same exact thing so now like people how much is it um I don't remember I want to say it's like either 15 or like 10 or 5 between that and you obviously have to have like a minimum amount of followers now. No, there's no prerequisites. No, I didn't know that. Yes. And it's like, that's why, like, I don't know if you've been seeing more like verified people. Like, I actually but, have. Yeah. And it's not real. And it's like, it's honestly like, it's annoying. No, it is because maybe you have to be a business account in order to buy it. But like that. But the like the whole point of inventing verifications was to, you know, be able to tell when somebody who's well known know that you're looking at their profile because there are so many fake profiles. Right. So really, like, it was invented verification for a purpose. To verify an identity. Right. And so this is just weird. And I feel like everyone's talking about Twitter. And people are saying it's good Twitter. for, like, businesses because, like, you, um, like, it makes you, like, look more legitimate. Right. Which, like, that makes sense. But it's not just businesses who are doing it. No, like, no. It's just so weird because it's funny because I feel like everyone just hates Elon. Like, everyone's talking about this Twitter thing. I didn't even hear that you could do that. Yeah. This rolled out, like, sooner. But the difference is, is that... They're not removing. They're not removing. Yeah. So if you, like, if someone you know, like, newly becomes verified, like, you know they paid for it. Yeah. A thousand percent. Well, on Twitter, like, a lot of... um, And they're also changing, like, if you're a website, like... CBS or whatever you have a gold one it, it means you're like a, a publication or a news okay so it's it's different but if you have a blue one and you're like a celebrity like paying for it like that's like so embarrassing it's so embar- it's like why do you care that much no especially like on Twitter irrelevant irrelevant I haven't seen everyone I follow who's like famous like doesn't have anything people are not buying it I don't th- I don't think anyone's gonna buy it but then Elon also said he was gonna keep he's gonna pay for his like, own no like LeBron James like three people who he like really liked He's going to pay for them to keep it. Like he's going to buy Twitter blue for them. I mean, this is moronic and I don't know what, um, but the thing is, is like when you look at Twitter from like a business perspective, like I do believe like Elon is like making them like a lot of money. Well, I'm sure. Like he did lay off a bunch of the people who like were not necessary to him. And now he's like creating new revenue streams. So like, it's weird, but I do think Elon is like actually making Twitter a profitable business, which is why he bought it for $40 billion. For sure. But it's, Right now, like yeah. long term, will that? I don't continue? know. I don't know. But like Elon is like the wealthiest man on the planet for a reason. So like I trust him. Yeah, he'll figure it out. Like if I had a business that needed turning around, and they were like, "Are right, you can have Elon do it or someone else?" Like I'll give it to Elon. Yeah, for sure. Um, my next story is something I'm obsessed with that's going on this weekend. Sophia Richie's wedding. Oh, oh my God. I was talking her on the way here. Stalking her on the way here because she just joined TikTok to kind of like blow up probably about her wedding. Her TikTok handle is her soon to be married name. Sophia Richie Green. She's getting married abroad. So I'm sure she actually probably is already legally married. I think married. they are. I saw a TikTok. He was like wearing his wedding ring. So her fiance, Elliot Grange, and her have hit. By the way, do you know that she's the beauty director of Nude Sticks? Yes. I didn't know that. That's really smart. Um, she joined TikTok to share her wedding festivities, but like we've already been seeing it because we follow Octopus Lover. Do you know he's there? Yeah, of course. Jake Shane. How, is that crazy? Like, is he friends with Elliot? Um, I'm pretty sure he's cousins with Elliot. How fun for him. Yeah. Um, and I've been like waiting with bated breath to see celebrity arrivals. Cameron Diaz and her husband and son, or daughter, excuse me, just arrived. That makes sense. Why does it make sense? How do they know each other? Cameron Diaz is married to Benji Madden, uh-huh. who is whose brother 
is married to oh, Nicole yeah. Richie. Oh, man, look at you. I couldn't connect it this yeah, morning. I don't like, know who, which Madden each is married to, but they're married to brothers. Cameron is married to Benji. Joel Benji's and brother Nikki. is Joel. Joel is married to Nicole Richie. That is how. And Nicole Richie and Cameron Diaz are friends, obviously, because yeah. of that. So I saw him being there, but I didn't see like a lot. Of course, Lionel would be there. Well, and it's Nicole. only Friday now. So I feel like everyone's probably getting there like today. And she's being so cool about it. She's just acting like a regular girl. She's not like, she's sharing everyone's stories who's posting her. Yeah, but she's not like, her captions aren't like about wedding. Like it's she's just. She's so cool. And I like love her new style mm -hmm. of like just being like effortlessly like chic, chic and classic. Chanel. Timeless. And a Jewish queen. I know, she converted. She converted so they'll probably get married like under a chuppah with 100%. a rabbi. I'm obsessed. obsessed and I can't wait to see her dress I feel like it's definitely going to be Chanel because she's she a Chanel could, girl she's a Chanel girl right now and like octopus lover um who is at the wedding like is a toaster and like it's very possible he's like laying at the beach right now at Hotel du Cup and he's listening to the toast like giggling I mean like hey Sophia like they're talking about you, you. gotta listen to this pod yeah imagine imagine yeah well, Sophia just like see. keep turning out the content we need more we need more I wonder if any like young Hollywood is going to be there though. Like, who are her friends? Like, she's not like a star fucker, annoying like a million famous is she, friends. Like, she's not like a Haley Bieber friend. I don't know. She like was for a while when she was dating Scott because she was like with that crew a right. lot. But she just seems very balanced and very normal. No, which is I why agree. I think so many people like her. Yeah. And I haven't seen like crazy amounts of celebrities. But you're right. The wedding is probably on Sunday if it's yeah. an Orthodox wedding. Right. I'm obsessed. And he's I, so cute. And everyone says he looks like Ben. He does. He and does. you know his dad is like the CEO. of universal music group i knew he was like big in music yeah i yeah. thought he did it on his own i didn't realize he was a nepo baby but you know what we'd love to see nepo babies marrying one another yeah 100 to create grand nepo babies yeah, yeah yeah i'm obsessed obsessed she's so beautiful and you know what like after scott disick i am so she deserves this she deserves the world yeah and i'm so happy and like what's better not that this is why she's doing it no i know what you're gonna say but what's better than just like stunting on your ex with like a better man a better everything and just like getting married and getting married in like the most literally one of the nicest hotels in the world. Mm -hmm. I don't know if the wedding is actually there, but that's where everyone's staying. I imagine it is there. I imagine it is as well. Um, I'm obsessed. Yeah, obsessed. And like, imagine just being a wedding guest, a hotel guest at like, because I don't think they took over the whole hotel. No. Because I see like people in the background, just right. like hotel guests. Yeah, imagine. And if you're a hotel guest at that hotel, since it's like so private and expensive, and I think you actually have to be approved to stay there. Um, you're obviously like of a certain caliber, so you're not, you know, obsessing over and talking about it on a podcast. Which is why we're not there. Right. All right. Our fifth and final story is something I can't believe doesn't happen more. An unclaimed Powerball ticket worth $1.5 million is set to expire. Time is running out. Nobody has claimed it. So someone in California is the winner of a $1.5 million lottery prize, and they may not even know it. The California Lottery announced on Tuesday that time is running out to claim the prize, which is set to expire next week. Days have turned into weeks, weeks have turned into months, and the California Lottery is still waiting for the player who bought a winning Powerball ticket in Los Gatos this past October to come forward. The winning ticket, which was drawn on October 26, 2022, is due to expire on April 24th, and it has these numbers, 1936, whatever. They, are, they, they were missing the Powerball number, which is why it wasn't like a billion dollars, but they had everything but the Powerball number, so... It's a $1.5 million ticket. It's been traced back to a purchase at the mobile gas station on Los Gatos Boulevard in uh, Santa Clara County. The winning ticket was one of two that matched five numbers, missing only the Powerball in the draw on Wednesday, October 26, officials wrote. Anyone who may have purchased the ticket for drawing is encouraged to search their car, junk drawer, wallet, and any other place they stash their ticket to see if they have one. At this point, there's no way of knowing if this was a local resident who bought the Powerball ticket or if it was someone just passing through. And you know what? I'm surprised this doesn't happen more often because lottery tickets like are not digital in any way like if you open your window and it blows out the car window like you're fucked also i have two things to say one how do they keep track because it's like think about it when you go to like a bodega and you buy like a lottery thing like i don't think that they like the cashier is keeping track of like which number no they're card. not so like how do you know the, the machines that like the lottery people sell to the bodegas like track all the data that's how they know it's like when the powerball's a billion dollars and everyone's running out and getting tickets they'll say a winning uh thing was printed and it's in california oh and then also like i'm because everyone is like so you know selfish i'm shocked that the company whatever it is powerball like even reminded like keep your I money know. i was thinking that too because i was probably thinking probably a lot of unclaimed tickets go by with like you know couple hundred thousand not the billion ones but every now and then I'm sure somebody loses a ticket and they wouldn't want to remind because they don't want to give the money away but they are that's why I'm shocked I'm shocked too but I'm actually not shocked I'm actually surprised this doesn't happen more often yeah like that episode of friends by the way, they, whoever it is probably knows and probably accidentally threw it out and is probably like 
we, we need to check in on them. So I have bought lottery tickets many times in my life and I always take a picture of them. Smart. But I don't know if that um, is eligible. Like if yeah, I this lost This isn't a coat it. check. Right, like if I... <laughs> Literally. <laughs> if I won the lottery and I lost the ticket, but I said, I have a picture of it, would they be like, sure? They think it's Photoshopped. Like they'd probably. But maybe I, they could check the barcode at like the bottom. Maybe they I could do like a run a thing on it, but like I'm, I'm sure it, they would need it in hand. I just feel like the lottery needs to modernize. Even though if the lottery was digital, everyone would be much more skeptical of it. A thousand like percent. If you I think tickets it's actually on your so phone, much better that it's like it's cash only. It's it's hand. on paper. It's very like you know, Oregon Trail. Yeah, like it's so old school. So old school, but it, better that way. But you know, I many years ago when there was like a big billion dollar Powerball, I bought tickets and I lost half of them. But someone else won, and it was in California. But like, why I, is it always in California? But I, why is it always in California? That's such a good point. Yeah, yeah. So those were the fast five stories. Hopefully whoever has this ticket, like get it. So you can go on my lottery dream home. That's what I would do if I won the lottery. I would go But on, it's really, it's 1.5 million. So it's really like 750,000. It's 750,000. And that's if they take the lump sum. I mean, that's if they don't take the lump sum. And if they do take the lump sum, it's probably like 500. Still a shit ton of money. Yeah. I could use it. I, maybe I'll have to check my, my car or my junk drawer. Maybe I have the winning ticket. All of a sudden you live in California. Maybe I was in Los Gatos, Santa Clara. Los Gatos. Um, those are the fast five. That was a toasty week. We're back yeah. next week. <laughs> That's all she wrote. That's all she wrote. And anything else you want to say to the peeps? Anything um, you want to promote? Well, I want to promote Margaret's merch, toastmerch.com. New crewnecks, mugs, phone cases, and our new toasty designs with our new logo, our first merch drop since our rebrand. <laughs> Just get it. Like, I, I feel like it would be insulting to your intelligence if I explained why they're so fabulous. Like, you have eyes. Yeah, and they're so comfortable, too. It's fabulous. Um, yeah, no, just follow me everywhere. Instagram, TikTok. And where would they follow you? YouTube, at Margostray. One um, O. One O, And yeah, that's really it. We're going to Stagecoach next week. Oh my God. We're going to Nashville the week after. Oh, speaking of Stagecoach, um, for a Patreon episode this month that went up yesterday, I did a vlog trying to get my outfits ready and it was really a journey. Although I did end up with two good outfits so far. Um, I was halfway through when I'm watching. I'll I tell you my you, thoughts later. Did you get to my first good outfit? Um, the sweater vest? Yeah. Love. Love, right? Love. Okay. So it's like a really fun, kind of chaotic vlog because everything on this planet is uh, backless and cropped and some of us have big jugs and rolls on their stomach that they don't want to show off. I know it's like kind of crazy. Um, so patreon.com slash toast for a vlog. A little giggle before you get into the weekend. But I hope everyone has a great weekend. Thanks for a great week here at The Toast. We're back next week. We love you dearly. Thank you so much for listening to The Toast of Millennium Morning Show. We deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere. Podcasts can be found. So at Spotify, and Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places where you listen to podcasts. Find us at Toast. Leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and wickedly talented we are. I feel like I'm giving a bat mitzvah parsha. Have a great weekend. We love you dearly. Bye. Bye. Great. You were great, Counts. Thanks. Really, some, some of your best work. <laughs>